Yo friends, what's up? Welcome to the Empowering You podcast. I hope you're all doing super well. Today I have something very special for you. Um, I've been sitting down with another guest and today's guest is going to be Nathan Collins. Nathan is a personal trainer and an online coach. He's super successful at what he's doing and he has been a great inspiration to me for a very, very long time. I think I follow his Instagram since I started having Instagram, so I've seen a lot of his journey, a lot of what he's been doing, and yeah, has always been a great inspiration to me. So it was a lot of fun to sit down with and talk to him now. It was a great interview. He gave a lot of the how-tos, a very practical approach on how you can um, build your own business, be the coaching business, an online business or whatever else. Um, a lot of very, very good know-how and tips. So it's an extremely valuable interview that we have here. It was a great pleasure. I hope you enjoyed as much as I did. Have fun with the episode. Yo, what's up? Welcome. I'm sitting here with Nathan. Super pumped to have him on the show. I think we have been following each other for I don't know how many years since I started my Instagram. So super cool to finally have a talk. Um, don't want to talk too much. Uh, Nathan, introduce yourself and tell us your story, where you're coming from, um, how you got into being a PT, an online coach, and yeah, just give us your story. Yeah, Lucas, thank you so much for, for getting me on, and, and you know, I was so hyped with this with this podcast, because I just said to you, like, sort of 10 minutes ago, like, what's the brief, like, what, what are we touching on, and you're like, you know what, I, I don't even want to let you know, just go for it, and that's straight <laughs> up my street, man, I, I love that kind of vibe, but um, yeah, my name's Nathan Collins, I'm a... Uh, personal trainer online coach I live in England in the UK and if anyone knows the UK I live in Essex um, so I'm 25 years old turned 25 last week and a little bit of background story about myself I'll I'll keep it very very short but basically I was trained to become a teacher um, after university so this was maybe when I was sort of 21 22 um, I did that for a year and I just decided you know that is not what I want to do uh, for me personally, life is too short to do something that I wasn't necessarily passionate about. Always wanted to go into the fitness industry and if it wasn't for my girlfriend for giving me that initial boost to actually you can do it, you can make a career, um, I wouldn't be in the position I am today. Um, so then I took steps into becoming a PT and uh, you know I've been a PT now, it'll be three years in October um, and I've, I've loved every second of the journey. Awesome, awesome. So sounds you're like much better. Like, um, can you get a bit deeper into this like struggles that you had with yourself? Like, I don't know if I can do it and where your girlfriend helped you and then maybe some important experiences and setbacks on the way because I think many people are in a position right now that you were then and they don't have the power to make that leap yet. So yeah, share your experience about that important step. Yeah, growing up, um, I got to a point I was I was very self uh, under like I wasn't un um, I wasn't confident at all. I was lacking self belief. I used to go bright red in the face all the time. I used to get so embarrassed, and and the underlying reason was I used to care too much about what people would think. Just the smallest things, like it would start off when I was in school, like what I'd be wearing. I'd care what people would say. And then it kind of like progressed with a career as well. I think that's what always held me back. I always thought to myself, if I went down the PT and the fitness route, what would people say? And it just got to the point where like, I was just like, en enough's enough. And at that point, I still didn't have the confidence and self-belief that I, that I do today. And that's why I said like, from a girlfriend point of view, having that kind of supportive network really enabled me to, to push forward. 
I, I think as well, like some of the struggles that I dealt with when I was younger is capabilities. So I feel that when I kind of grew up, I kind of got put, uh, pigeonholed from my, my family and from school into this is all what you should be doing, Nathan. Like you can be a teacher, you know, that's a great career you know it's okay pay and stuff and you can make a life for yourself but but that's all you can do like that that's you and i think i really struggled with that mentally over a, a period of time um until you know i always talk about taking action with my, with my clients and people with a fitness journey but the same could be said with business the same could be said with your career you've always got to take uh, take action no one's going to do it for you so i think that was initial struggle i had to begin with but through to self-development and and giving it time and confidence and self-belief comes, and then once you get that momentum, then then nothing can stop you. Yeah, I think that's a a great point you touch on, and also something that always really impressed me about you is um, you're super um, like always keep going, like super you you always post every day, like super consistent with what you do, and I think that's. Something even I personally, I times like then I posted a lot and I, I like I really went after it and then I struggled again and like fell off the wagon a bit. And like a lot of people also have it in the fitness industry. But for you, I think from the day I've, we found our profiles on Instagram, you posted every day for like years now, <laughs> which is super cool. Like how did, how do you get that um, consistency? Uh, do you know what, mate? This is a great question. I've had this a few times on podcasts and, and how you create that consistent approach. And I think it stems from loads of different things. So mm. I think, again, I always think back in, t- in terms of like the position that I was in in regards to teaching. And I took that, I made that jump. And I said to myself at that time, with whatever I'm doing going forward, I'm going to be self-employed. I'm going to have to do everything myself. Mm. So I think... I myself, I took that risk. I knew that whatever happens for the rest of my life in terms of my actual own experience and my career, it's down to me, no one else but me. And I think I've actually just embedded this consistent approach, which I initially had from training. I used to train like Mm -hmm. six, seven days a week. Obviously, I don't do that as much anymore. I'm a bit more (laughs) knowledgeable on that. But I used to train all the time. And what I did was I just took what I loved and what I enjoyed from there and applied it to business and applied that to social media as well. Um, I think also it's it's proven myself and others wrong. I know that's not necessarily an approach to have, but I can't <laughs> wait in you know two, three, four, five years time with loads of things that in my head that I've got planned with myself to take a step back and be like, I did that. I did it all myself. I made the jump. Uh, of course, with support of network as well. Um, and I think as well with social media, just touching on that as well, you'll see me post like videos and stories and like I use other social media platforms like YouTube, podcast, TikTok. Once you find out how to use those platforms correctly, it's really simple to stay consistent. It's, you just got to get past that initial part of, I have no idea what I'm going to be doing. How do I use this? And you either go one or two ways, you give up. Or you just power through and then it becomes simpler. So, yeah, it's a whole whole mixture of reasons. But, you know, I just think how blessed I am to be doing what I'm doing. And you're probably exactly the same. And for me, totally. that's all the motivation I need. Yeah, yeah, totally. And it's like, it's crazy how much I feel you learn from fitness for life. Like I always say, like training is the best school for life, for business. Like you get all the like 
character traits that you need to succeed in life if you succeed in the gym, which mm-hmm. is like, I guess, why a lot of trainers work so hard also outside of the gym. Yeah. And just touching on what we just said before we went on and stuff, and um, I know like from Switzerland that the, the you've, your gyms have been open a little bit longer, mm-hmm. but UK gyms have only just opened and it's been just over four months from a mental health point of view. It's gyms aren't just a form of exercise. It's having that form of exercise sets you up for the rest of the day or it gives you something mm. to look forward to for the rest of the day and it just gives you that extra kind of uh, input into your day and you know, it's, it's been so important from a career, business and, and everything like that for many people. Yeah, and it's also the social contacts which are super important. Like you always meet gyms, your friends at the gym and stuff. So it's like definitely important part of life, I think. Now... To get a little bit deeper into the like being happy, what does um, happiness mean to you, and what does it mean to live a good life, and how can one do that? Ah, oh, great question. Uh, happiness to my to myself is I've touched on it a second ago is is, is doing what I love, mm-hmm. knowing that has repercussions of on other people so of course like i will be lying saying if i'm doing it for every what i'm doing right now is for everyone i'm 100 doing it for myself as well because you know i love waking up every single every single day but of course knowing that i get to help you know hundreds of people on a one-to-one basis or an online coaching basis or just general value given on social media is so important and i think as well um happiness as well like knowing people around you are, are proud of you um, of what you're doing you know there's you know that means more than any kind of materialistic um, gift or any kind of um, money at all so that for me is 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 happiness it's just just waking up every single day doing exactly what you love um, learning and, and finding new things of, of way to progress and then at the same time helping helping other people and I think definitely with this period of time, obviously I know it's different in different countries and stuff, but I think definitely people in the UK have been hit really hard and, and you soon realise that actually life is, this is when we get really deep now, but life is is really important, but it makes you appreciate more of the small things and maybe more of the things that you're focusing on aren't as important as you know just spending time with loved ones and again, waking up doing what I'm, what I'm enjoying and you know, some of the things you take for granted, definitely. Yeah, it it definitely teaches you in a way that, um, or the whole time now, that life's kind of short, you know, that it kind of brings it into perspective more than I I feel, and that you really got to, like, make the best out of every single day because you have been confronted with the virus Mm -hmm. so much and, like, yeah, people struggling. Um, Where did I go? Um... So we have touched a little bit on it, like the consistency that you need to put in the work. Um, what are habits that you recommend to people if they want to kind of change up their life? And let's just say, I think a lot of people, they live kind of in the corporate world and are kind of a wheel in a machinery, but aren't like they think they feel that something's wrong with that. They want to break out of that. What are habits that they need to do every day to like kind of, progress on that journey so in terms of someone in a kind of corporate job looking to get into fitness or looking to get out of their corporate job 
looking to get into a life that they feel happy with you know like fitness can be one of the habits that can help i feel but just like yeah i think for a lot of people it's like getting out of the not as you can be happy in a corporate world but just making a change so that you can wake up follow your passion because i think we are very like similar on that that this is the very baseline of being of living a happy life is like doing what you love you know yeah definitely i i think this is where um a lot of my clients to be fair are kind of corporate workers and Mm -hmm. i know financially they may you know maybe work in london and financially Mm -hmm. really really well but going back to what you said about the happiness as well you know finance doesn't necessarily mean happiness and i i see that on a on a weekly basis from from a lot of people so i think if you're working a corporate job you're gonna have to take a massive step back and actually assess what you i wouldn't say really want to do but what you value is is happiness and of course if you know the nice cars and and the amazing houses and the the occasional holidays and stuff uh make you happy then some people will, will value that more than freedom and and doing what you love like just going back to myself you know i of course i I set myself a structure and a routine for the week but i'm not tied into anything like i can change whatever i want to do if i want to take a week off i can take a week off so that for me is 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 the amazing you know amazing thing to have that on the side but i i think like i said with with a corporate person take a massive step back realize what you want to do i would also start like investing into certain other hobbies and uh, whether that's the gym or yoga, Pilates, you know, meeting people, meeting up with people from a, a social point of view, and meeting with different people as well, because I know a lot of people in corporate um, worlds, their friends are their their workers, or their friends are people that work in other corporate jobs and other people like that. So actually meeting people that are maybe a yoga instructor, or maybe meeting someone that's a psychologist for you know like a, or whatnot. So meeting those kind of people, you're like actually. Mm-hmm. You know, something's really, you know, hit hard that actually maybe I want to do that or I want to go yeah. a bit more into it. And then, of course, then you've got to go through that process. Like when I was trying to become a teacher into a PT, you know, that was a, a 12-month process that I had to kind of make that transition mm-hmm. until I was fully established. So, again, you've got to play, in, play into the time part. But got to do what happens what makes you happy, man. That's the most important part. Definitely. Uh, it's, it's all that I'm always trying to say. It's like, guys, you got to do what you love and only when you get up every day um, and you're pumped for what the day brings you, then you live like a good life in in a certain way, right? Um, when you make that transition, I think for a lot of people also struggle is financial pressure. I even know that from myself, you know, you kind of, I want to let go of that job but build my own thing up. But obviously that doesn't have, there is zero income in the beginning until the whole business gets rolling um how did you solve that problem did you have money saved up or did you continue to live with your parents or yeah what did you do to take that pressure off of your chest yeah so a little bit of context um i finished a my teaching job in july because that's when my Mm -hmm. contract ran out um and I moved this we were in London at this point mm-hmm. moved to Chelmsford in Essex which is like a an hour hour and a half away uh, me and Carly we, we got a, we got a flat and my first PT job was in September so mm-hmm. my first sort of income wasn't until September um, had a bit of money saved up uh, to help me with that with that period mm-hmm. of time 
Um, it was it was tough. It was really tough psychologically more than anything. And I think something mm-hmm. I haven't touched on from earlier was from a mental point of view. You know, getting through that, realizing mm-hmm. that was really tough and overcoming, and that is is key for your self development. Um, but then I think as soon as I got the job in September. I was self-employed, you know, no one was going to hand out a paycheck and be like, there's your 40 hours a week, you know, you have to build it from yourself and you have to, it's a bit like swimming, like, you get chucked into a pool, what do you do, do you even drown or you you try and swim and learn, Mm -hmm. same with PT, like, you either, I think it's in the UK, I think, uh, I think it's like 60% of PTs quit within the first three months or something like that, it's a crazy stat and there's so many PTs out there and um, Mm -hmm. so, it's a little bit of saving, you know. There's things, mm-hmm. that, you know. We didn't go out. We didn't have a holiday that summer. We didn't, um, we didn't go out to eat very much. You know, very cost cutting. Looking after our food bill, and then September comes, and then you build from there. I acknowledge mm-hmm. from September until Christmas time, December time, it was going to be very minimal money. But mm-hmm. luckily, I did everything I could to build a client base up that would allow me to pay my rent as soon as that pressure was taken off from paying my rent i knew i had that foundation and then i knew that i could then push on from there so to answer your overall question it was a little bit of savings changing different environment getting to know people in that environment as well um, and then just once you got the green light got the job um, i just i just went from there and, and made sure i i earned enough money to live and then as soon as that pressure is taken away then then you can really progress from pt but um, did you move back to the city where you kind of grew up or have you like never been living there before? So you got there and didn't know anyone and because yeah. like building up clients in a space, you know, already a lot of people would be easier, no? Yeah, we didn't, didn't know anyone. So uh, again, apologies, I know some of these places you, you might have not heard of or anything like that, but <laughs> <Don't> um, <worry. laughs> I, I'm from Ipswich, which mm-hmm. is, uh, it's kind of close. So I'm from Ipswich. I went to uh, university somewhere up north in the country. Mm-hmm. I moved to London for this job, and my girlfriend, she was still at university in London. As soon as she graduated, and that's when mm-hmm. I quit the teaching job, uh, we moved to Chelmsford. So everyone that I knew of is either in Ipswich or uh, a little bit of London. <laughs> I knew no one in, in, in Chelmsford. So the job where I, I got, I didn't, didn't know one person, and neither did Carly. We didn't know anyone. Oh, crazy crazy and and you like got a job in the gym but i think they like normally or how is it in the uk because here you usually have to pay to be a pt in the gym so you're not getting paid anything you're actually paying and then you get you gotta get, find a client on yourself yourself you know so you were so, just heading yeah. to yeah sorry mate um with the gym that I had, with the gym that I first started mm-hmm. at, which I'm I'm no longer there. They're they they're gone. They're liquidated, <laughs> as most gyms do. But um, the yeah. gym there, they had a structure. I don't know if you have it in in your gyms and and, and where you're from, but you basically will uh, work for free for 15 hours. It's free, lots of five-hour shifts, um, and in that shift, you have to firstly clean, which is really really boring, yeah. but then also you also do classes. And we did something called a green PT. So you have half an hour of a free PT session to a member. So it'll be part okay. of their membership. So for me, when I got the green light in September, you don't, I didn't have to pay anything. I had no outgoings because I knew I had to give up 15 hours a week, which is not too bad. But I knew through classes, 
through a green PT, which is basically like mm. a free trial, and just being around the gym, I knew that I could slowly build the client base up due yeah. to how enthusiastic I was and um, hopefully in, in terms of what I was offering, the value people really acknowledged that and then you're able to go from there. But I know I know you mean some gyms you have to, okay, I want to be a PT here and I'm like, okay, that's £300 a month or, yeah, exactly. or something like that. Is that what it's like with yourself? Actually, it's got, no, it's, um, I do it at a CrossFit gym, so I just coach classes there. Um, kind of the gym is my client and because we get along very well, I can do the PTs in the gym, but I find my clients outside of the gym, like through social media, through the life that, and the connections that I have, like outside. And in Switzerland, it's funny, like PT doesn't, it doesn't really exist in a way. Um, like most of the big, the global gyms don't even offer it. So like the PTs, they usually have their own studio and got their on their own ways somehow. So it's kind of, it's a crazy, it's a crazy world here. <laughs> crazy, man. Crazy. Um, and now then your next step um, now is you transition more into online training. How has that come and what was the motivation for that? So yeah, so just throwing it back a little bit in terms of from a from a PT point of view. Uh, so this was 2017, mm -hmm. um, and you know I slowly established myself as a, as a PT. So October 2017 is when I started the PT job, like sort of September October. Um, by June the following year, so June 2018 is when I moved on to rent. So then I had to pay 500 pounds a month. But then I got those 15 hours back. Mm -hmm. um, during that time, I tried to transition to online, not really knowing what I was doing, um, and I learned a lot of mistakes from that from that point of point of view because the service that I was offering that time was just too rushed. I was just trying to. I was so enthusiastic to, do, to know, and you, you probably know this yourself in the fitness industry. You see other people doing stuff. You're like, I want a bit of that. Yeah. You try and get into it, and it's just too rushed. So. Um, I, I took a step back. I was like, okay, I'm not going to do any online work. I'm just going to fully establish as a one-to-one -one, uh, personal trainer. It was from 2019 where I started to create coaching packs and coaching sheets using Screencast, Google Drive, and creating this overall experience. So when an online client joins up, it's a really kind of, I say simple process, there's a lot of things to it, but I try and make it as simple as possible with the videos and the PDFs to make them understand. Um, and then up until this point, obviously with, with COVID, that's had to like speed up a little bit more, I've had okay. to improve even more, um, because obviously everyone went on online at that point. Um, but to answer your question, you know, it's going really well. I, I still love the one-to-one -one point of view, mm -hmm. I love that in engagement. But online is, is going really well and with the growth hopefully of, of social media and, and keep providing as much value as possible. A bit like what Gary V says. Uh, he, he says jab, jab, right hook. Uh, so you give them lots of value, so jab, mm -hmm. jab. And then finally, if you know you want to fully go online, you give the right hook and, and you can go from there. So um, yeah, it's going really well, but it, it's still, you know, I still haven't been a PT for three years. I haven't been in the industry for three years yet and I've just sometimes just got to take a have a little think, be like, actually, as much as I want to be there, yeah, I understand why maybe I'm not quite. 
um, but I'm still making incredible strides. So, yeah, it's it's going really well, and and just slowly make that transition where, and it's been doing that over the last year online and one to one until I'm at that point where online I can I can fully go on. So your goal is to like fully go online and leave the leave the gyms basically as a trainer. I I think so. I I'd be naive and I'd be I'd be naive if I said that was a hundred percent the goal because. Mm-hmm. What's taught me in this situation with, with, with COVID and everything like that is you never know what to expect. So <laughs> always have kind of um, one eye open in terms of the future. If you asked me that six months ago, I'd be like 100%. Like I'm going to be going fully online in the next 12 and 18 months. Now, I would like to do that. That being said, I've always just got to um, think about the next steps. And, and that could change in the next month or two mm-hmm. months or six months into the year. But from an online point of view, whether it's from online coaching or doing something slightly different online, definitely. And I think not just in fitness, but the overall kind of world, the future is online, isn't it? Let's mm-hmm. be honest. So yeah. the quicker we start putting systems in place, the better our service will be for sure. So you're more like to... You want to go online to be prepared for the future and not because like of the because of the lifestyle that you would get out of it a bit a bit of both like i've i've really enjoyed the last four months being you know pretty much full-time online Mm -hmm. for for sure um and i do want to go online because i know full well that yeah there will always be a place for a one-to-one pt but i think online is a little bit more it's a bit more of a risk but then it's a lot more stable um, and there's a lot more growth there as well, which is the most mm-hmm. important thing. So, yeah, that's really, really important. But then also just understanding that actually I still like the one-to-one. And if there was anything that I could do where I could maybe do one-to-one but scale up at the same time. Because the whole the way that I work, and I try, I try and work, I know a lot of coaches and yourself might be similar, mm-hmm. is I'm always thinking of ways of scaling up in terms of not just financially, but ways of helping more and more people. Because I got to a point maybe six months ago from one-to-one point of view, I was fully booked during the week, mm-hmm. but I was only seeing 30 to 35 clients or, you know, you know, and as amazing as that is, I want to be helping hundreds in a week that's the kind of mindset I'm trying to think of and, and probably yourself and other PTs yeah. as well. So it's always trying to think about how I can do that, whether it's online or, you know, a one, one-to-one point of view, whether I have my own little facility and I can help people. You, you just never know. Yeah. I mean, that's for me, it's like the the thing that gives me the most and why I'm doing that job. It's not because of the money it's because of the feeling that i get from helping people and obviously the more we can help the more different people we can reach out and help them the the more of that satisfaction of doing good to the world we kind of get back or at least that's for me kind of the the main driver why i why i do what i do and i think you're very similar in that right love that lucas and, and that's the most important part and and you know financial rewards come with that that's the most important thing you've mm-hmm. got to do what you love you've got to do what you're passionate about and you know over time it all it all clicks into place but yeah great mindset thank you so <laughs> and then um do you read which are books that you would recommend people to read uh yeah, so this is something I spoke on a podcast recently, actually, that I, I don't actually read too many books. And I'll, I'll tell you the reason why. I, I'm i incredibly busy throughout the week. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'd be lying to say 
that I couldn't make time because I could make time to read. But for me, if it takes my breakfast like 15 minutes to make or uh, I'm going for a half an hour walk, I learn so much thanks to these, like with podcasts or okay. um, I don't. I need to get into audiobooks and stuff. But for me, podcasts have been sensational. And yeah. um, if no one's listened to this podcast, go and do so. It's, it's The Modern w- Wisdom by Chris Williamson. It's an incredible podcast, mindset, self-development. It gets all different types of people, and I learn so much from that. But I have read, I have read some books, and the one of the books that's stayed with me the most has been *The Power of Habit* by, by uh, Charles Duggig. I think his name is Duggig, uh, <laughs> and it's all about creating those habits, those routines. And to answer your very first question about consistency of routine, yeah. I think I actually owe a lot to that book because of it. And I think that's really kind of allowed me to, to snowball with that. But um, yeah, that's a massive book. And there's another one called How to Win Friends and Influence People by Daniel Car- Carnage. Or something like that. Yeah, yeah, Carnage, that's it. That's a really, really good one. But <laughs> I think one, yeah. going back to what you said about the... Uh, corporate jobs and my answer was like you've got to find what you want to do and what mm-hmm. suits you best the same is with books so of course you know read those books if you want to I'd highly recommend them but then don't think that they're the be all and end all and understand that you can learn you can develop in, in other ways like podcasts audiobooks and sometimes just speaking to people as well definitely like um, personally I also I love podcasts I listen to a lot of them Always when I'm driving in a car, I'm always listening to podcasts. It's like my time to learn and study. Yeah. So I think yeah, podcast is a very good input here. Maybe I should add that to the question and not ask strictly for books because yeah, you're right. It's like I love reading and I think you learn a lot from it, but it's definitely like not necessary. The necessary part about it is just just that you continue to learn, right? And do something every day, like every day a little bit to get a bit smarter and to get a bit better at what you do. Sure, definitely. I I said to myself that I was going to try and read more and um, and sustain it and try and do like a chapter a day. But, you know, I'm not the sort of person to say things and not do them or I'm not the sort of person to, to just start doing something and fall off. Whenever I do something, I'm, I'm fully committed to it. And I think I clocked pretty quickly that... I do love reading, don't get me wrong, but I think from a sustainable sustainable point of view and something that I can keep up, mm-hmm. podcasts, I reckon I can listen to an hour of podcasts every day just in between what I'm doing. Mm-hmm. You know, that's an episode a day. If I did that for five days, that's five episodes. You yeah. know, you, you could just learn so much. So I just found what works with me a, a little bit better. But yeah, yeah I love reading. Same with fitness and nutrition, right? Find what works for you and then keep rolling with it. So... <laughs> It's amazing. Um, So I think we're running out of time here. Uh, Just before we close it out, where can people find you and how how can they reach out to you best? Yeah, so um, I have lots of social uh, social media platforms. The main one I use is Instagram. So that's Nathan, another N, and then Collins. Um, I also have uh, a podcast myself, an insight into the fitness industry where I speak to online coaches and personal trainers. Um, my YouTubers just search Nathan Collins. I have TikTok as well. If TikTok is up anyone's uh, street, I know some people aren't a massive fan. Um, and they're, they're the main ones you can find me. And um, if you want to search me on my website, it's nathancfitness.co.uk. And um, that's probably the best way of reaching me. 
Yeah, so definitely go uh, check out this man. Always good content. Like, I love what you're doing. And yeah, thank you so much for having you on the show. Uh, it was super interesting and inspiring to see like how you made that transition and how you kept growing your business. Um, some very valuable insights. So thank you so much. No, thank you, Lucas. And I really appreciate you, you, you know, taking up the time to to ask me to come on. Hopefully this, this podcast has provided some value and education. And yeah, man, really, really appreciate it. So thank you so much. So that's it for today. Thank you so much for tuning in. If you enjoyed the show, make sure to follow the channel to stay tuned with all the future episodes. And you know, the people that leave a written review or send me a text message you really mean the world to me it gets me so pumped up to hear how these shows helped you how they inspired you how they helped you to get better it means so so much to me so thank you for that and also make sure to follow my social channels at pt.lucas on instagram and at pt.lucas on tiktok talk to you soon in the next show peace out